0: Welcome to First Fleet Ten Four. Hi folks, and welcome to the First Fleet Ten Four podcast. I'm Austin Henderson. I'll be your host today. I'm here with Mark McKnight. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. It's been a, been a couple of weeks since we've done one of these. We're a little behind schedule. Sorry yeah. about that. Uh, we're working to get back on schedule, pick the pace up a little bit, and uh, excited today we've got a question that we can answer from uh, a call-in. Um, we had a call-in directly from a gentleman named Justin in Coleman, Alabama. It was uh, regarding Livongo and a situation he had with his blood pressure cuff. So we thought we'd share this with you just because it probably applies to Maybe some others out there. So let's take a listen, and then we'll get back after we hear from him.
1: Hi, yes. My name is Justin Lin. i 106. My question is off the, the Lavongo. I've had several drivers here saying that the uh, hypertension blood pressure cuff is too small for their arms, and their only way to resolve that right now is just put it on their forearm. In my case, it's not reading accurate as, as the doctor's office, and I have addressed this with Lavongo. And they said they have no remedy for this uh, particular
0: problem right now. I was want to know if any other thoughts or feedbacks or from anybody else after having this problem or any other solutions other than just this particular uh, way to take a blood pressure. Thank you very much for taking my question.
1: We really appreciate you calling in, Justin, and and we've mentioned in the past, that's the whole purpose for why we have that ask button out there is for you to ask a question and hopefully get a resolution. And um, we are pleased to announce that uh, despite some information that you may have been given on the phone call, uh, that we were able to touch base and use that question um, to reach back out to our folks at Lavongo to see exactly what kind of resolution there is out there uh, for you. And I'm glad to be able to report that uh, the new blood pressure monitor cuff has been sent to Justin and uh, a new Bluetooth meter is also going out because there's some compatibility issues. And that may have been where the, the associate at Lavongo may have not had maybe all the information, but they do have this uh, a size cuff with a different meter. And we want to encourage each of you, if you have any questions, for Livongo or for us to be able to reach out and hit that ask button on this podcast. Um, you can go to firstleadinc.com or you can call Livongo. And we want to make sure that if you signed up for one of these programs, whether it be diabetes, pre-diabetes, or hypertension, that you have the supplies that you need. And if you don't, um, please contact us because that's the whole purpose of, of why we have these uh, great new programs in place. So that's we're excited awesome. about it. We're excited about it. We've got, all, You know, we've had um, uh, our participation percentages have been over and above what Lavongo has experienced with most of their clients since we started. So we'll have another push here in the next little bit.
0: That's good. So we were able to get Justin's specific situation
1: worked out, right? He's resolved. And uh, like I said, I think this morning, as of this morning, uh, he should be uh, receiving a new meter
0: okay awesome that, that handles the cuff size and the compatibility yes. issues he was having so if anybody else out there is having the same issue don't hesitate to reach out to us they can get us in this ask question probably the most efficient is to email askhr at mm-hmm. it's just one word askhr uh, at firstfleeting.com and then the team there can get back with them and follow up and try to help them get those issues resolved as exactly
1: well. yeah we want we want to get make sure they get resolved okay perfect
0: um also it sounds like uh, we're kind of coming up on a deadline here, 11 days away, pretty good size deadline for our wellness initiative. And there's some potential cost implications for individuals out there who have not participated. So if you're interested in saving money, you should probably pay close attention to this particular issue. Can you give us an update on what's going on with that and where we are in the, you know, we got 3000 plus employees. So what are what our numbers look like and what do people need to do in order to avoid this cost increase?
1: Yeah, as you know, so many changes have come in the beginning of the uh, year, starting in March, um, we were not able to get a lot of our biometric screenings completed. So we kind of... uh uh, shifted gears and allowed the biometric screening or a personal health assessment online to be part of your qualifications for saving okay. money on your premiums next year. So we've announced that a couple of times. I know our HR team has actually sent out some secure inbox messaging just as reminders. If you have not completed that, there's instructions on each of those, so we can you know make sure who's read those and who hadn't. We want to make sure that that message is getting out and it's it's a broad message to allow others to be able to get those. So July 31st is a deadline. Um, We're leaving the differential this next year at $15 a week. So if you can take the, get your biometric screening completed at your doctor or do the personal health assessment on the blue cross website, um, that's $15 a week that you can save for next year's premiums. And, um, and kind of based on the numbers we're, we're, you know, we're not, reaching our numbers right now that we'd like to be able to reach for those savings. Um, so if you have any questions in regards to that, or if you don't have a Blue Access account, it's really easy to go ahead and get registered for, for one. Um, you can do it directly from our First Fleet Portal page, Employee Benefit Info. There's a blue button called, it says Access BCBST. Uh, if you've already got an account, you can hit that button. It'll take you to your account. If you don't, there's instructions on there on how to register for the account. So we wanna make sure everybody has that information and be able to get that completed Um, plus you also get incentivized $50 for taking one of those
0: and so that's uh the steps that you were just trying to get people to take this health assessment what's the time frame required to complete that health assessment It would vary but you know generally how long does it take to complete the assessment, yeah.
1: 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, they have an app. The phone app is actually pretty easy. It's called Always On, and there's the link to our employee – on our employee benefit page to get to that app. Uh, or you can go to their website. Um, but most all of us are, are kind of – mobile ready. Yeah. Uh, so the Always On app is, is, is pretty easy to use, and it's pretty easy to kind of to get those that yeah. assessment done.
0: I feel pretty good. If you're listening to the podcast, you're probably pretty comfortable using the mobile app. Yes. So that'd be a great option. And that, uh, so you're saying the differential is $15, so that's $780, Seven, bucks
1: 780 a year. $780 a, a month.
0: A year. A no. year. $780 a year. I mean, that's a pretty good size savings just mm-hmm. for taking this 15-minute assessment. Plus, it comes with... Uh, uh, reward that you're saying is that how's that reward paid out and is it uh, can you do the assessment for your spouse as well the spouses can do it the spouse is not required to do it for
1: your differential so a spouse uh, can do that each of you would receive a an amount of a gross amount of $57.50 a couple of weeks after you get the Blue Cross gets your information and you'll receive it on your paycheck and so the gross is fifty-seven fifty, kind of netting out for taxes, 15% taxes. So the net amount you would receive is about $50, to about
0: $50 a person. Per person. So that's 100 bucks plus yep. a 780 So you're talking about an $880 difference in terms of overall impact if you don't do this health assessment. Exactly. So thank
1: you for the reminder I need to encourage my spouse to be able to to get this done as well. Yeah, pretty good trade. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it's a pretty good trade for 15 minutes. Yes. Right. Yes. So And you get inf- good information. I mean sometimes you may see, okay, it's kind of redundant, but we all go through life changes. Since we started doing this, I'm six years older. Yeah. My lifestyle's probably changed a little bit and I may not be doing the fruits and vegetables or my stress may have changed on the on the meter there. So it's always good to take that information just as an assessment on yourself every single year. The doctor can do it when you go to the doctor, but this is just a really simple assessment that you can take to learn more about yourself. And, you know, it kind of looks at the way you answer your questions that kind of puts you into a risk profile, low, medium or high. And, it, you know, kind of gives you an idea of, hey, there's some things I need to
0: work on. OK, sounds great. Well, that covers our wellness piece there. What about uh, so since 1986, First Fleet has had Tennessee Plates. On our tractors and trailers and i understand that's going to be changing here in the very near future can you tell us a little bit about what that is maybe what that isn't what's going on there why are we making those changes and what do we need our drivers to be aware of with that well you know
1: our our core values uh serve and e is embrace change so this isn't a change that we are embracing um And the biggest change is is that basically when you look at the front of a First Fleet truck and you look at the license plates, instead of being a Tennessee plate, it's going to have an Indiana plate on it. Um, We are going through a change, and we're going to... By August 1st, all of our trucks need to have all these new Indiana license plates. Uh, Last Tuesday afternoon, uh, our compliance department and a few uh, uh, other people that we kind of uh, roped in to kind of help uh, help us, we shipped out 2,864 license plates to over 100 locations last week. Uh, All right. Yeah, they were they were moving and, and grooving on, on getting those plates out of here. And they in two days we were able to get those plates out. They've been shipped out to every location. Every location now has until August first to okay. you remove the Tennessee license plate, put the Tennessee Indiana license plate on the very on the front of the vehicle. On just the tractors, trailers aren't changing. Just the tractors. Okay. Just the tractors. Just the tractors. Yeah. So. Murfreesboro, Tennessee is going to still be on the door. It's going to be still be red. We're still going to be a Tennessee corporation. The only thing that is changing is that we are going to have to Indiana license plates, and they're perm plates, so they're they're not going to have to worry about stickers anymore. Every yeah. year we're going to go through renewal every year, but every year it's kind of like okay, we're going to hunker down and we're going to get these cab cards and we're going to get these license these stickers out and get them out to everybody. You know, cab cards can be easily transmitted electronically now. No more stickers, no more uh, license plates. Uh, this should be a, a kind of a, a one-and-done kind of kind of deal. All the new trucks will get any license plates coming out. But so, uh, if a driver's
0: sitting out there and they're saying, "Why are we doing this?" the general Description that we would answer is because it's a, easier to administer because you feel like that's an appropriate answer to that question.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's easier to administer. We could have done it in any, any the, the rule is, is that you can you can register in any state in which you have property. Right. So we have a number of locations where we have big facilities and we own the property. Indiana just happened to be the one that we selected. Um, ease of use, their their system for their state system is very easy to use. Um, the permanent place is a big advantage. Yeah. Uh, we also got so we were able to take advantage of some weight variance and the rates that they applied to those weight, rate, var- weight variances for specific units. So, okay. you know, there could be some changes in that regard. But, you know. It's, it's mainly the the time savings, the ease of being able to administer that, and, again, not have to worry about those plates in the future.
0: Yeah. So. A couple of call-outs there. The tractor registrations will be available uh, in the mobile app, so they've been there for a while. And if you're a Platform Science location, uh, there was a new feature added just last week to the workflow application where it says view cab cards. Um, that will also include uh, the – Tractor registration in there. So, in terms of delivering that, the physical copy is supposed to be in the vehicle at all times. Mm-hmm. But if for some reason it gets destroyed or you know something gets, goes missing or whatever, it it is retrievable in electronic form in the mobile app and also in the platform science. So that should be helpful for us as well.
1: Yeah. One thing we do want to mention though is, is we're getting kind of nervous. Like we reached out to, t- to Indiana and said, okay, we're changing plates starting maybe July twentieth, which is the day we're recording this. It's not August 1st yet. We got Indiana license plates, and we reached out to the state and and Indiana, and they said as long as we keep our Tennessee cab card and our Indiana cab card in the truck until the end of July 31st, we should be okay. We should be okay Okay. as far as any kind of if we get, you know, if there's inspections or anything. But once July 31st hits, August 1st, it's a new year. We're under Indiana. You can remove those tennessee
0: cab cards and just it's indiana plates and
1: indiana cab cards
0: and once once the new registrations are posted into our system they'll automatically be replaced in the mobile app and in platform science so that's a win there as well okay awesome so kind of moving from indiana
1: you know we like so we've got a lot of locations out there and a lot of those plates have been sent out even to our new locations and uh, i know a couple times in the when we've had these uh recordings that you've you've mentioned the uh, new location in Florida. And I think we've got two in Florida now. You want
0: to kind of give do. us an update on those two? Absolutely. I was in uh, Fernandina Beach just last week. Had a great time there. Um, we've got uh, two locations there within sort of a uh, roughly a 10, 15 mile radius. I'm not sure exactly how far apart they are, but about 30 trucks in operation there. Uh, we're hauling boxes and uh, paper products there um, for uh, West Rock. And uh, the location seems to be operating well. Uh, freight volume seems to be good. Um, uh, transition has gone really smoothly. So really thankful for the team there and the hard work that's being invested by the drivers and the dispatch staff. Even we've got regional folks that are, that are hanging out there to try and help Make the transition as smooth as possible. I think the customer's been very satisfied with the services we've delivered. That's a shout out, obviously, to our driver community there, who always exceed the expectations of our customers uh, in every possible way. So that's a fantastic opportunity. If you've got friends or family in the Jacksonville, Florida area, it's it's within reach of Jacksonville. uh, You know, make sure you point them to careers.firstfleetinc.com, and there's an opportunity there if uh, you'll use the mobile app in the Uh, There's a referral function in the mobile app where you can actually get um, a referral bonus built in uh, to the mobile application there. So always looking for good folks. Uh, Jacksonville area, if you've got friends or family, send the shout out there and let's see if we can get that place uh, fully staffed and ready to rock and roll. I know we've gotten a lot lot of new uh, assets
1: down there. I know we've been ordering some new tractors and some new trailers and some of those have made their way down into the Jacksonville, the the Fernandina area area. I'm assuming that they are all equipped with the new Platform Science. Telematics. They are.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Platform Science uh, rollout's going well. Florida's fully equipped. Uh, we actually have um, – uh, this week we crossed 1,000 tractors that are on the specific uh, platform, so that's a very encouraging number. we got a number of sites coming online this week. We've got Northwood, Ohio, Jackson, Mississippi. Henderson, Nevada's adding some additional trucks. Uh, Cleveland, Tennessee should be complete. Um, Bluffton, Indiana has got about 10 trucks that they're putting online uh, there as well. Uh, Phoenix, and then we also have the Fernandina box plant, which uh, started up this week as well. So those are all new startups that are happening this week with regards to platform science. Um, We do have, like I said, over a thousand trucks online. We've learned a few things along the way. Um, We've made improvements and we're continuing to tweak and make adjustments where we see uh, that it's in it's a need there a lot of that's coming from driver feedback and uh, questions concerns that they've uh, shared with us one thing we added last week was uh, on the workflow application there's a button that says view cab cards we're really excited about this i uh, spoke to it just briefly a moment ago but there's there's functionality in there for things like the visor card for eld operation that's in there uh, there's the registration, which we spoke of. There's the insurance ca- uh, insurance card is in there as well. And there's the permit book is in there as well. So right from the workflow in the dash, the driver has accessibility to these documentations. Now, they're in a digital form. You're supposed to have the paper copies with you at all times, but this is a good backup. Um, it is visible and it's accessible directly from the workflow. It just takes really one tap and you're there to see those documents. So we're really excited about that. In addition, we had some good feedback from a driver, James Bush in Winston-Salem. He's a six year driver, um, reached out to us to share some concerns uh, with, with regard around TripScan, which is a POD scanning tool. So getting those proof of deliveries is, is essential for us. It's part of the billing process and it can really slow things down if we don't have a copy of that signed proof of delivery. So there are a couple of ways to do that right now in platform science. And the method that we're working on is TripScan, um, that allows the driver to scan directly from the workflow application. It's a seamless experience, but really grateful for James uh, giving us some feedback there, pointing us in the right direction about some opportunities and things we need to tweak on that in terms of usability and just um, just overall functionality. So we've got some new fixes coming out there that are uh, addressed uh, that should address some of those issues. We also have some uh, connectivity issues we're aware of. Um, they're not they're not uh, all over the place, but we have seen some instances where uh, tablet connectivity issues have shown up, and we're working with Platform Science to resolve those as quickly as we possibly can. We know that's um, that's an inconvenience, so we're certainly trying to iron that out. And on top of that, we saw some uh, communication on the. First Fleet uh, Friends uh, Facebook page, just with regards to some frustrations around navigation. So, if you've got issues with navigation, I really want to ask if you'd send us an email at support at firstfleetinc.com, support at firstfleetinc.com. That would be super helpful for us. Um, comments on the Facebook page are helpful to a certain extent, but they don't allow us to really make any progress. I want to be able to get my hands on some specific examples of navigation or routing that was provided, which you feel the drivers feel in their professional experience is inadequate or not proper. We want to tweak that. We want to, we want to have that feedback. So if that's happening to you, um, please send an email to support at and we will work with Platform Science to uh, see if we can find any opportunities there to make that even more efficient. Um, we do have like I said the process keeps moving we have a number of sites still in the hopper and grateful for those drivers who are uh, interacting with it and giving us feedback overall the drivers impressions are they're great I mean, it saves time it's speedy to interact with and most drivers ad- adapt and catch on pretty quickly so we're, we're very thankful for that but always interested in hearing feedback for sure we can always make things better my understanding and i hear i
1: hear platform science so it's kind of like uh it's like kind of like it's playing through a speaker system throughout the office because there's so Mm -hmm. many people here that are working on it i mean pretty much on a constant basis a lot of what is going into the system is based on feedback that's right because you've got we've got you know 100-plus different accounts out there, and almost every single one of them have a specific need that the other one does not. That's right. And so you've had to rely on that feedback from the actual user to be able to progress and proceed. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge point of get that information to support so you can make whatever adjustments can be necessary for efficiency.
0: That's right. We don't get better without feedback. We know that. We say that over and over. We start the process eight weeks before we show up at a site, and we work with the local operations to get the process ironed out as much as possible. But once we go live, driver feedback is invaluable, right? That's where the rubber meets the road. So there's a lot of work been invested to get us to that go live date. But even after that, that's when the driver feedback comes in. That's when we really need to know if there's something wrong, we want the opportunity to fix it. So that's... Yeah, well said. We 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 need participation and feedback.
1: As always, we want your feedback. Um, this podcast can 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 live through feedback and questions and answers. Uh, it'd be neat to have a few episodes every month of questions and answers. You hit the ask button make the phone call in, record in, and then let it give us the opportunity to either provide the answers or find the answers that we can give to you to, you know, help answer what you need to know. Um, and it could be a, you know, one question could be a whole podcast episode because that's what we want to be able to provide that feedback and very timely as well.
0: That's right. Don't be afraid to hit that button. It's on the, in the menu, left-hand side it says podcast in the top right-hand corner. It says ask. What kind of things do we have coming up that we can kind of tease folks with? As uh, What do we have queued up in the, in the next episodes? What, what, what sort of stuff are we going to be talking about?
1: Well, as we, go, as we move forward, I mean, uh, we want to provide education. And the next one we have to be recorded is with John Cole, our Director of Safety. Uh, we're going to be working through the CSA numbers. And, you know, we just received our June numbers and they're continuing to improve. Uh, We still have some room for improvement. So we're going to let John kind of walk through some of those with us. And and basically, how do we as a team, how do we own the CSA? I mean, how do we take how do we control that piece of it? And I think there's there's lots of opportunities where we can have more control over those those numbers. Um, there's more to come in regards to, you know, we're, we're hoping to get some of our, our leadership team to kind of work with us on the history, giving us the history of First Fleet. So many people have come in over the last couple of years that may not really know. They, they may work remote of Murfreesboro, Tennessee and see the name on the truck, but they really don't know yeah, about First Fleet in the history because every time I hear it, it's always a cool story yeah. on how this company was started.
0: And I think we're going to try and take on some core value stuff to exactly. kind of run back through that, refresh people's memories on what the company is and what it stands for and the principles that it's founded on. So those are all great things. So I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, be safe out there. Take care.